0: Hey guys, welcome to the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. This is your host, as always, Steve Fentato, and my main man, Jabron Curtis. What's going on today, Jibs? I'm
1: on the road today. I'm rolling with my fantasy teams. We're going to roll into the championship
0: round, baby. Oh yeah, I'm feeling it too. I got seven teams to go this week. I got a brand new laptop too. I'm, I'm hyped for some Thursday night football. One more week until it's all over. I'm loving life right now. But we have a real special guest on, you guys known him before, he's been on a couple times, a good old friend of ours, the Philly expert, Nick Gabriel. Hey, how are we doing today, Nick? What's going on, boys?
1: Happy to be back. Uh, I didn't make playoffs in any of my uh, fantasy leagues, so if you took my advice on the other two times I was on, you might have lost, but happy to be back.
0: Thanks for having me. Of course, always love to have you on the show. Don't, don't say that, come on. Fantasy football <laughs> is 50% luck half the time, so just happened that way unfortunately but you know we have a lot to go over today Uh, you know it's week 15 you know we're one step away from that championship game for you guys so you know we'll get right into the news for the day Uh, a lot of things going on to add to the injury bug that we talked about earlier this week uh, Alshon Jeffries uh, unfortunately goes on the IR Uh, Marvin Jones also goes on IR Uh, younger guy Auden Tate Kind of less relevant, but in case you might have had him in a Deeper Man League, also on IR. Mike Evans is supposed to miss the rest of the regular season. Uh, another big news, he's not a fantasy player, but he does affect a lot of fantasy player news, and that's Lane Johnson, strong left tackle of the Eagles, also looks like to be done for the rest of the season. And uh, a big rumor out there that the Jets are expected to trade on Bell this offseason, but uh, we'll talk about more of that to come this offseason. But the big news, I guess, at this point, really, is... uh. Since you both are Eagles fans, uh, how do we take the Alshon Jeffries and Lane Johnson being out now?
1: Um Lane Johnson's a right tackle first. Is
0: he a right tackle? Okay. Same
1: difference.
0: Yeah. He's a tackle. Um
1: I don't know. Their wide receivers have done nothing all year. Healthy, not healthy. So I don't I don't I think they're gonna stick to the run. I think they're gonna stick to the tight ends. I don't even like I wouldn't suggest picking up any of their wide receivers that are out there. Like you might be like, Oh, he's gotta throw it to someone, let's pick up Greg Ward or whoever, but I I don't know. I think they're going to stick to a very simple power offense here on out, run the ball and hit up their tight ends and throw screens because that's basically all they can do with what they have. But, yeah, the injury sucks. Their season sucks. But what are you going to do? Yeah, I agree with Nick. Totally. The only person I would grab would be Nelson Nagler, but still I wouldn't even play him. It's just but, like kind of cosmetics for your team. Right, For and at playoffs. this point of the season, if you're still in fantasy, you're in the playoffs, so you're probably not like in the position where you need to pick up a Nelson Aguilar. Like that's probably not going to get you anywhere.
0: Exactly. I'm not but trusting him Nelson, in my Wentz, playoff game. Wentz, Wentz isn't bad. Like it's weird though, because Wentz still puts up numbers
1: because he's just abusing the tight ends and like little screens. Boston Scott had a good game. He could be an interesting pickup, actually, but maybe get there later. You never know, but the Eagles definitely need to play, like, high tempo if they yeah. want to succeed in the offense without Lane Johnson. You saw, like, was isn't, I think, uh, what was it, was vi Bytie, yeah, vi takes yeah. over for him, which is pretty bad. And but. he was kind of a turnstable, so that is what it is, but... They have good matchups, though, I guess, besides the Cowboys, but they're bad, too, so... I don't know. It's interesting. Someone's gonna have to score somewhere, so it'll probably just end up being Ertz and Goddard and Miles Sanders.
0: But well, you heard it there. You heard it there first, folks. Uh, take only only if you have the Eagles players already. You have the players you really want. If you don't have them, well, you don't have to worry about picking them up. But that is the news for the day. Uh, again, not too much. Mostly injury news. But we're gonna go right into our uh, instead of doing start sleepers and busts, we're just gonna do one player we're gonna sit and one player we want to start. And then we'll have a whole bunch of mailbag questions that we're going to go and rapidly talk about uh, today. So we'll get right into our quarterbacks. Uh, as always, uh, Nick, you're the guest, so we'll let you go first. Who is the one quarterback that players, uh, people need to start this week?
1: So maybe not so obvious, but had a r- he's had a rough year, rough couple years, I guess. The team hasn't been great up and down, but I kind of like the Browns this week. Their favorite, I think, two and a half. The over under in that game is forty eight. Um, so I like Baker Mayfield this week. Cardinals have given up four thousand fifty yards and thirty two touchdowns. With both both of those lead the NFL. So uh, I think Baker's going to throw the ball over the place. I think they're going to win. I think it'll be one of those vintage out of nowhere Baker Mayfield gets like twenty eight fantasy points for you.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, I, I definitely agree on that. I mean, he's been playing not the best over the last two games, but, you know, he does have a really good matchup against the Cardinals this week, who allow a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks. So uh, I know people have been struggling about starting him, but they did versus two division rivals, and sometimes that is a pretty tough matchup, even though they may not be the best uh, best rivals uh, like the Cincinnati Bengals. But he definitely has a potential to go off this week. Chips, what about you? Who do we have as your start quarterback this week?
1: It's Jared Goff. The Rams are starting to get hot. Jared Goff a month ago was a trash can waiting to get lit on fire, but the Rams have stabilized his play, and he gets to play the Dallas Cowboys. who give up the 12-fewest points to quarterbacks this year, but recently they have been playing like poop, and they've allowed back-to-back quarterbacks, and three of the last four quarterbacks scored at least 24, 23 fantasy points, off, both teams are fighting for the playoff lives, and with the over-under set at 49 points,
0: there would be enough scoring to go around. Yeah, I can agree with that. You know, he's been playing a little bit better as of lately. You know, he is sometimes up and down on his um, performances, but uh, if the Rams are going to make the playoff push right now, uh, Jared Goff needs to put up strong fantasy numbers, so... Uh, you know, it's risky, but I, he's, I think he's a, a pretty decent start this week, Chips. And then I'll go right into mine. I'll keep mine short here. It's uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Jimmy G versus Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Falcons have been better as of late after their bye week. They haven't given up too much, but uh, Jimmy G's been on fire lately. Uh, and Atlanta does still allow the um, fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, over 21 points a game. And, you know, Jimmy has the weapons around him to succeed. And he's got the strong run game that continues to improve and evolve each week. So uh, I think Jimmy G keeps that fire burning in him, and he he goes out there and and gets a great win and puts up big fantasy numbers. So if you have Jimmy G on your team, I I think he's just about an automatic start this week. I love that pick. It was my second choice, but I want to go with a lower-hanging fruit to surprise fantasy managers this week. No, I mean, we we want to give fantasy owners as much possibility out there as we can. That's so, all, you know, all these have been great quarterback picks. So we'll go right to someone who we probably shouldn't be starting this week. Nick, who do we have as someone you probably won't be starting this weekend? Uh, I don't really like Kirk Cousins this week.
1: Uh, Chargers have a pretty good pass defense. I don't think Thielen's playing. If he's playing, maybe I'll change my mind there. I really think Kirk only plays well when he's at home at 1 o'clock. That's, like, the only time he thrives, so... Chargers don't really have a great um, run defense either, so I think they'll lean on Dalvin most of the game, kind of do some short, quick passes. I don't think Kirk's going to light it up at all, and I think it's going to be a tough game for them too. So I would sit Kirk this week. I don't think he's going to be winning a fantasy game.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you actually on that. I actually had Kirk Cousins down there, and obviously you picked him up first, so I I changed my route on that, but... I believe, if I'm mistaken, my research was that yeah, had, they had the Chargers actually haven't allowed a uh, over 216 passing yards over the last like four four or five weeks now, and they've only allowed one touchdown, no one a quarterback to get more than one touchdown. So uh, uh, Kirk Cousins, I don't think is going to be that great. And you're right, I think it's going to be a run game. Yeah. Uh Jims, what about you? I
1: got that down cook. For me, it has to be Aaron Rodgers. He's been a disappointment this year, given the fact that we're all used to his consistency and outstanding play. And Aaron Rodgers and the Packers played the Bears this week. They gave up the 6 fewest points to quarterbacks. In week one, he scored 12.9 fantasy points, but the offense is totally different now. They're more of a run team, and they run through Aaron Jones, or the running backs, I would say. But over the last five games, he has not eclipsed 250 yards passing, while the Bears averaged 247 passing yards to opposing quarterbacks this year. I'm just worried about his passing yards and their ability to have a multiple touchdown game, which has been his calling card in all his great performances he had so far this year, even though they've been against bottom team teams defensive-wise. but he was, He's at home this week, but he scored 10 points, and he was at home against the Redskins last week, and I think the Bears' defense is better than the Redskins' defense if the ask
0: yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this is going to be more of a low-scoring game. Unfortunately, it's not going to be a huge like big pointer. I think because I think these defenses are pretty good for the most part, and uh, the Bears don't have a strong run game right now, so they're definitely going to rely on Aaron Jones to get the job done.
1: They should beat that man. Right. Rodgers owns them though, but like I like what
0: you're saying. Yeah, they've just been a very like strong run team this year. It's kind of hard to like trust Rodgers to like want to throw the ball like a lot in this game. Isn't happening. Yeah.
1: Definitely. And that over-unders is 40.5. I don't know if you said that, so that'll be low scoring, too.
0: Yeah, and I'm actually going right on the other side of the football, and it's Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I don't know why people have been like – I get why people have been picking him up this week. He was a pretty hot pickup this week, guys. But, you know, he's been playing very well. He's got like 20 fantasy points over the last three weeks now, I believe. But, I mean, he just he's playing the Packers at home in Lambeau. I just think this is a trap game for Mitch Trubisky. You know they've only allowed five touchdown passes over the last five games, and uh, Green Bay defenses have held uh, quarterbacks to uh, to around an average of twelve fantasy points a game at home. So uh, I think this is where that whole Mitch Trubisky rise kind of just falls out now, and kind of done for him this season.
1: Yeah, he's brutal. Yeah, I don't
0: know. I I can't trust Mitch Trubisky as my quarterback, unfortunately. But we'll go right into the running backs. Nick, what do we have as a must-start at running back this week?
1: Um, I know you were making fun of me earlier when I told you this, but I got Sonny Michelle. I know he hasn't really done much. He's had a couple games, right, where he's got in the end zone, probably got you 13, 14 points in the last, like, maybe nine weeks. He hasn't even broke double digits maybe. But I think, the, I think what Bill Belichick does is he can – he can pick out weaknesses on both sides. The Bengals are weak on with everything. They're bad against the pass. They're bad against the run. But I think he can look at himself in the mirror and see, you know what we can't do? We can't really pass the ball. Our offensive line doesn't hold on enough for time. We don't have the wide receiver weapons. So I think, do you remember a few
0: years ago when they had that Jonas Gray guy? Oh yeah, get 200 Gray. yards rushing, four touchdowns. I remember that. Out of that. nowhere. Horrible.
1: Do you remember that? Because you know what Belichick mm-hmm. does—he picks out your weakness and he will beat you to the ground with it, and he will do it over and over and over again. I think he's going to look at his team and say, "You know what? We can't really pass the ball. I'm going to run it 50 times down their throat, and I'm going to beat them." Fuck it. Oops, sorry, 20, twenty-eight to seven, <laughs> and it's going to be four rushing touchdowns for Sonny Michelle, and they're just going to the ball. I think that's what they're going to do. Or they'll just get up quick and just hand the ball off the whole time. They want to run north-south anyway. They'll give it to him.
0: Oof. Wow. So That's hard to come back off of. Uh, Fair points. But uh, his um, snap play has been out of
1: control. But... They also have been playing like ball crap, and they've been behind in games too. And you'll figure that <laughs> the uh, Patriots are going to beat the Bengals because they got the tape anyway. Oh God, well, yeah, true. <laughs> I'm just trying to get in Belichick's head. I think he, he's going to. I think he's going to stay away from the pass on his side and just want to lean heavy on the run this week.
0: Oh, God. I think maybe
1: he'll he unleash from shelf for a little bit more than they have been.
0: No, yeah, that was a good take. That was a real good take, Nick. Really good take. Uh, I think I might just go into my running back sit, though, because my running back sit is actually Sony Michel. Uh, I get I get your points, Nick, and you make great points. It's hard to, try to understand what Bill Belichick's going to do, but you know Sony Michel's only played uh, over 50% of the snaps twice this season. Uh, he's been held under 20% of the snaps over the last two weeks now. He doesn't get red zone targets. He doesn't get targets in general in the passing game. He has no involvement in the passing game. And the fact that he shares the backfield with White and Burkhead And, I mean, I don't see the touchdown upside this season on him, and he just hasn't been very effective with his carries. I mean, he's done a lot of, like, 20 carries for, like, 80 yards. Uh, To me, I I feel like that's just too inconsistent. But if you have him personally, I think I'm sitting him if I have him on my team just because it's hard to trust him even with such a great matchup. Fair point. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, but we'll go right back to our starts. I just had to get my sit out there because I had to argue with you about that. So uh, we'll go right to Jibs. Jibs, who's your start at running back this week?
1: This guy hasn't been the most consistent guy, but I'm going to give the nod to Todd Gurley this week. The Cowboys give up the 15 fewest fantasy fancy points to running back position. I'm banking on Gurley's recent offensive resurgence. He's averaged 21 rushing attempts over the last two games, while the majority of the season he was capped around 15 rushing attempts. Given the extra work, the revamp rushing attack with their up tempo style of play, and a high scoring game, like Nick said, the over and under is around 50 points, Kyle Gurley would be a set it and forget it player this week.
0: Pennant. Anyway. okay. But, uh, okay. I mean, he has 70 yards in all four of the last five games, so, I mean, he's been definitely doing much better. So I think I definitely would trust him still. He's you know, he's a solid RB2, I think you can start every week. You think
1: they're starting to, like, take his, like, Leashes off him a little bit now that the season's turning on, getting a little later in the season.
0: I think so. I definitely think Ramping
1: so. Up, amping up his workload a little bit, getting him ready for possibly the playoffs.
0: It's definitely a possibility. I mean, he's been pretty like like low on his carries all season, and uh, he's definitely it's like hasn't... a load management
1: issue in the NBA crossed over to Ty Gurley this year. But <laughs> I think now they're starting to like take it off him a
0: little bit and let him go. Yeah, I mean, he has 19 carries in three or four games now. So, I mean, he's definitely uh, he's definitely getting more carries as of late. So, no, I definitely think that as well. Yeah, got to start him. Yeah, he's definitely a must start this week, guys. And then I'll go into my start at running back, and it's been Kareem Hunt. Uh, Kareem Hunt has been fantastic since returning to the league. Uh, he does get the Arizona Cardinals, which is a great matchup. Uh, he has at least 40 yards in every single game he's played this year combined, all perfect yards. Uh, you know he's playing over 50% of the snaps since be coming back as well, so he's very involved in this offense. Uh, and he's definitely the receiving back in this game. He's out targeted Chubb actually, which is pretty surprising. Uh, 28 targets to just 12 targets to Chubb. It's uh, that's a huge difference in targets. He's definitely being used as the running, uh, the receiving back on this team. And I think either way this game goes, I think you can't go wrong with um, Cream Hunt because if they're ahead in the game. I mean, yes, they're going to use Chubb, but they're probably just going to use Hunt as well and keep Chubb kind of fresh. And then if, say, they're in a shootout or if it may say somehow they're losing this game, I mean, Cream Hunt's going to get worked into the passing game very well. So if you have Cream Hunt, I think he's a, almost an automatic start this week. Yeah, I like him a lot. love Thank you, thank you. And then we'll go into the sits. I kind of talked about mine, but Nick, we'll let you go into yours. Who is your sit this week at the running back position?
1: Same game, actually, that we were debating earlier. But on the other side, I'm sitting Joe Mixon. Very disappointing year for him and the Bengals as a whole. I guess he had a couple good games sprinkled in. But, I mean, I think the pass are just way too good against the run. They've only given up one rushing touchdown all year. I think the Bengals will be playing catch-up the whole time and have to stick to the pass. I don't think they'll do anything with that either, but... I just think they're going to have a rough go at it against Pats coming off, what, two losses in a row. I mean, I think they're just going to get slaughtered this week and not move – I think – I wouldn't be shocked if they have less than 100 yards of offense. So I'm sitting Joe Mixon for sure.
0: I uh, know I do like that, actually. I do. You know, he does have the opportunity, though, so people may want to start him because of that. But uh, I, this New England team is definitely going to be very fierce. Uh, they're
1: going to be an him. angry bunch coming out there, and I just – I don't know. I think they're going to crush him. Yeah, and they, yeah, they know their defense has to win them games this year. It's not their offense, so I think that defense is just going to be too hungry. It's well, no. true. It's true. But he does have opportunity, and that does count value. And the Patriots have been giving up around like five yards per carry in true. a recent game. So there is a plug in play for Joe Mixon.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you have a better you offense.
1: In jibs? I know he's on your team. Yes, I am going to make that decision Sunday.
0: <laughs> if you don't have a better yeah, option, late. go with somebody else. But if you have to start mixing, it's not the worst play. But just don't expect much out of him, guys.
1: Well, I got him in Bell.
0: So, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. Ooh, too bad Le'Veon Bell plays tonight. so people. Won't yeah,
1: you got to make yeah. that decision like 20 minutes
0: ago. Yeah. I got to make it on the pod, actually. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm saying go... I don't know, because I think they're going to be playing from behind, too. They're going to have to battle. I'm saying mixing. It's tough. I don't know. That's decision hard. Decision huh? I said I'll make that decision soon. All right. Well, yeah.
1: in that well, you're time frame... you you're got thinking,
0: about 12 minutes. You do have about 12 minutes. Yeah. In that time frame, why don't you <laughs> tell us <laughs> who your running back, set is this week?
1: For me, Devontae Freeman. Yeah, he scored his first rushing touchdown since 2017. And it sucks that he also can't play the Panthers every week, but San Francisco allows the third-fewest fantasy points to running backs. They only allowed three rushing touchdowns this year, and they haven't allowed a rushing touchdown since Week 10. The Freeman owners have been saved in PPR leagues because obviously he's been junking it up with receptions, but San Francisco only allows like 27 yards per game to running backs this year. And even in a nutshell – Basically, all the running backs who scored against San Francisco have had good fantasy points, but most of the running backs who had double-digit touches have scored around six to ten points in half Ppr of Fantasy League, so it's kind of going to be pretty much ugly and not good this week for Freeman.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, 49ers' defense is so tough against that run, even with losing a couple of players, and I think, in their linebacker core, but... Uh, I think this is just a real going to be a real bad game for Freeman, and it's going to be all passing for Atlanta this week. But we'll go right into the wide receiver position. Nick, uh, we'll get back on track here. Who is your start at the wide receiver position? Um, this is pending
1: injury, obviously, but I have Devontae Parker if he's healthy. Um, I don't know if I just keep having flashbacks to his game against the Eagles where he looked like Calvin Johnson in his prime out of nowhere with – Ryan, Fitzpatrick, just throwing jump balls to him that he kept coming down with. But, I mean, the Eagles' defense wasn't great, but I think the Giants' is just that much worse, too. So I think if he plays – I mean, Fitzpatrick has nothing to lose. Dolphins offense nothing to lose. They might as well just throw up these 50-50 ball, just air it out. Who cares? And I think it'll mostly be going to Parker. I think the Giants' defense is terrible. So if he's healthy, if he's playing, I think – He'll he'll get his fair share of targets. Probably get in the end zone once or twice, and I think it'll be a good spot. And I know he's like a fringe player for a lot of people to slide in that flex spot. I think if he's going, I would I would start him over a lot of different guys.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. I, if he's healthy, guys, and he's playing on Sunday, I think you have to put him in your starting lineup. He's never had a concussion before, so he should be out of that by Sunday. So I'm I'm rolling with Parker this week too. Jibs, what about you? Who's your got roll with your boy? I always gotta come on, it's Dolphins fan. Gotta roll with it. I
1: love it. I love it. I'm rolling with Kenny Galladay. I know the situation's tough. The trust with David Blau as his quarterback. But luckily this week the Lions play the Buccaneers. Still have the most points to wide receivers this year. This is about forty fancy points per game to wide receivers per game. So you like you know the Lions don't have a rushing attack and Tampa Bay has an explosive offense in general, so they're going to have to play catch-up. And Marvin Jones was placed on IR this week, so there's a little extra, extra production that needs to be accounted for for Kenny Galladay, so I think he will destroy Tampa
0: Bay. Oh, he's going to get hit with so many targets on Sunday, it's going to be unreal. Yeah, I like him DFS a lot this week. Uh, um, from, for me, though, uh, I'm going with Scary Terry, Terry McLawn. Uh, versus your guys as eagles unfortunately i'm sorry to hear that say that but uh he came alive last week finally i uh, finally got that touchdown i uh, got a decent game as always he's been doing pretty good just hasn't been getting those touchdowns uh and he had his first breakout game versus you guys in week one unfortunately guys the secondary hasn't gotten any better since then and you know it's gotten, a little better. it's gotten better than it went down a little bit again unfortunately uh but They've been getting beat by downfield stretch receivers the last two weeks now. They've been just dominating. And I just expect Terry to have a fantastic game, even with Haskins' uh, limits at the quarterback position. And I think they're going to be down in this game. I think the Eagles will be winning, though. But I think they're going to have to try to come back, and Scary Terry is going to have a big day for you guys. So I think you should be able to start him this week. Awful pick. You're just being a biased Eagles fan there, Nick. (laughs) But we'll go into the sits. Who do you have as your sit this week?
1: I was still picking on that Bengals team this week. I got mm-hmm. Tyler, Tyler Boyd as my sit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I, maybe the Pats defense has shown some holes the last few weeks, but I, I don't know. I like them, again, in a bounce-back game. I know I said they'll probably be playing from behind, and the Bengals will have to air it out anyway, but I don't think they'll be able to air it out. Tyler Boyd's their only, like, through-the-air option for the Bengals. I they'll have Gilmore on him, I guess, all game, so... I don't know. I just don't see the. I don't see the Bengals moving the ball. The same reason I have Mixon as my set. I just see that game as they're just. Maybe he'll get his like targets. Maybe he'll get you a few, but he he's not winning you your playoff matchup this week. So if you're starting him, I think your team has a problem this week.
0: So that's my pick. Definitely not a bad pick. I mean, uh, the one place that the. Uh, oh, God. One place the Patriots are kind of vulnerable as a slot, but I agree with you. I think they, they tighten up this week and just put, dominate this uh, Bengals team and just show them who they really are. So I do like that pick as well. Jibs, what about you? Who is your wide receiver this week?
1: My wide receiver this week is John Brown. He's been a uh, very consistent wide receiver this year. Since his bowl game against the Dolphins, John Brown's production has went down in the tank. He has eight reception and over the two weeks, and he has not reached 40 yards in three games. His fantasy points have dropped from 11.9, basically 12 points, to about five points in that time span. This week he plays the Steelers, who have brought their A game defensively this year. They gave up the 10th fewest points to wide receivers so far, and I think that's going to be a very ugly game, defensive game, running game, and this is not going to be a
0: good time for John Brown. Yeah, he's been definitely disappointing. He's got one of the worst playoff matchups uh, this year so far, unfortunately. That over-under is 36, too. It's going to be a defensive game. Which is crazy. I do like Cole Beasley, though, but this is going to be a real defensive game this week, unfortunately, and John Brown will not succeed. Yeah, Steelers definitely have been uh, runnable to the slot
1: guys. Exactly. And Beasley's been playing a
0: lot. Definitely, definitely. And then I'll go to my sit. Um, and it's not because he has a bad matchup whatsoever, because it's Tyler Lockett versus the Carolina Panthers, and Panthers are just horrible on defense as well. Uh, but getting listen, he's got four straight stinker over games. He's got two games we had zero points in them. Uh, you know, maybe he breaks that this week. Uh, it's possible, but I think it's just a risky start just based on his recent uh, production. It's just not there right now. Uh, the run game is going to be fantastic against the Cardinals because they're one of the worst in the league. And Chris Carson and CJ Protex are kind of probably run all over them. And, you know, they kind of allow the outside receiver, from what I've noticed in games, to kind of dominate. And, you know, Tyler Lockett plays more of the slot role most of the time. So I think this could be a better Madcap game. So I'm not looking for Tyler Lockett. I think I'm just going to sit him and, and risk maybe him having a big game, but better chance he ends up having a dud of a game again. But we'll go right over to tight ends now. And, Nick, who do we have as your must start tight end? Or sleeper tight end Did you say start? they were playing the Cardinals, the Seahawks? No, the Panthers. Yeah, uh, I thought you said Cardinals. No, All right. no, the Panthers. Yeah, because I was like never mind.
1: Um, my start is David and Joku coming back off the injury. Ooh. Um, I'm basically picking him for the matchup. The Cardinals are the worst team in the league against tight ends. They've given up thirteen touchdowns and nine hundred and eighty one yards. Like I said before, Baker's my quarterback pick. They're favored in the game. It's a high over-under. They're going to be airing the ball out, and I think they're going to be targeting that those linebackers and hitting for their tight ends, and I think he'll get in the end zone. I think he's a nice little start if you're not positive who to throw in a tight end.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'd I like to take the risk on that because the Cardinals are just so bad against the tight end position, so definitely willing to take the risk on that.
1: That's what we call a little starter stack. Oof. Love that. For me, it's Tyler Higby. I'm going with the Rams trifecta this week. I'm not going to sit B even if Everett returns because I think Everett will just get worked back into the field. He's been electric over the last two games. He has over 100 receiving yards in both games. Dallas has been a defensive sit recently. Even no-name uh, no tight ends for the Bears even call. it Catches all on them last week for about 60 yards. But I just believe Dallas will – it's going to be a high-scoring game, and they give up position – I mean, points to the title position. So start Higby.
0: Yeah, Higby's been playing very well the last week, especially with if Everett sets out again. Definitely, like, a great great pick right there. Uh, for me, though, it's going to be Ian Thomas. Uh, and this is definitely if uh, Greg Olson uh East uh, – Ian Thomas could definitely have another playoff uh, hot streak going on in his hands again. And, you know, Seattle is very vulnerable to the tight end position. And they've allowed, you know, four of the last tight five tight ends to have, like, a top five performance as a tight end. So if Ian Thomas is out there once again, I think he could end up having a real good fantasy week. I like it. Thanks. I like it a lot. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And we'll quickly go into the sits for the tight end position. Nick, who do you have as a sit? Um, I have
1: Hunter Henry this week. I know in the playoffs, he's probably like probably your only tight end maybe on your team because he's one of the top-tier tight ends. But if you have another option, I don't know, maybe if you're one of those guys that likes having two good tight ends and play match-offs back and forth with them all season, I think I would sit him. Um, I think he's been trending downwards in targets for a few weeks now. I don't have stats to back that, but he's on one of my teams, and it seems like he would basically be – be like two for three and a touchdown. He's gotten in the end zone the last couple weeks, but he's going against the Vikings who have only given up one touchdown all season to a tight end. So I think I'd give him the sit. I think they're gonna lean on the run in those games. Like we said, I think it's gonna be Cook, Ingram, Eckler. I don't think Hunter Henry's I think Hunter Henry's gonna be on the line blocking most of the game. I don't think they're gonna open up the pass game too much. And If they do, I don't think it will be to him because the Vikings are very good against the tight end. So if you have a better option, he might be your only one, and you got to just ride it, do what you got to do. But if you have a nice better option, I'd put that other guy in.
0: Definitely like that pick. Uh, in some sense, uh, you know, I think they're gonna have a big day in the wide receiver core. So uh, I think Hunter Henry could end up having a minimal day. So uh, definitely love that pick there, Nick.
1: Wow, I'm actually gonna pivot one of my. T- teams to uh, take Hunter Henry out after that. I did not know the matchup was that bad. Yeah, Vikings are very good against the tight ends. I didn't know that either. I was just doing a little research today and saw that. I was like, "Jeez." Hey, it'd be, uh, here I come. But, but who else do you have? I feel like Hunter Henry's the type of guy that like you kind of lock him, like set it, forget it for the whole season because he's one of like the top five big-name tight ends in the league. So. I'm running to the waiver wire and grasping me a hiccup. Ooh! Yeah, there you go. See, that's, that's smart,
0: I think. We may be talking about that later, so uh, we'll get into that sometime soon, maybe. Uh, Jibs, who do you have as your sit? Uh,
1: Kyle Rudolph. He was good for fantasy managers in the middle of the season once Adam Dillon was hurt with his hamstring. But Dillon would be returning this week, and I think the target's that all the receiver or skill positions will get reshuffled and aligned and it'll go aligned back to the wide receiver position like it was prior to his injury so I'm just kind of worried about that and you also have the fact that Irv Smith plays some snaps too as well so he shares that tight end position and I just can't roll with that
0: Okay, I love your last minute switch from Jack Doyle appreciate that because I too picked Kyle Uh, Rudolph but um, that's okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's okay. Uh, like I, said, I looked at the matchup and I thought it was just like, I was like, oh, this is actually a magic. good matchup. but like It's not a good matchup. And elaborate. everything you just said is like just perfect. Anyway. <laughs> You're right. And I actually just want to give out a stat though because everything else you kind of said already. But uh, pre And Adam Thielen returns this week too, guys. So remember that as well. And uh, pre-Adam Thielen injury, Kyle Rudolph had nine receptions, 72 yards in six games. Posts, Adam Thielen's absence: 26 receptions, 240 yards, and six touchdowns in seven games. So obviously, Adam Thielen being on the field definitely doesn't help Kyle Rudolph's in targets. So uh, he's definitely, you're right, Jibs, a great set this week. Thank you. And once again, you always think alike. Exactly, we do. Well, I picked that. And that's why we're. That's why we do this together. And that is the end of our starting sits. Uh, if you guys have these guys, start them. If you guys don't have the, if you guys have the other side of it, sit them if you need to, if you can. But we're gonna have a whole bunch of rapid fire questions. We're gonna go through now a bunch of quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Basically, a lot of questions that I've been getting asked and things that I've been seeing out there that are big decisions. And we're gonna go right into it. So, guys, you just gotta tell me who you like between the two. Uh, that's all I really to say. So, uh, we'll go Josh Allen versus Pitt or Matt Ryan versus San Francisco. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, going Matt Ryan, Matt, too. I think I think it could be a up potential, so definitely like Matt Ryan as well. And then we have Matt Ryan, Jacoby Brissett, or Gardner Menchu. Still going Ryan.
1: Yeah, I'm still going
0: Matt Ryan, too. Mm, I might go Matt. think yeah, I'm going to go Matt Ryan, too. I think he's just a safer play. And then we have Drew Brees, Ryan Tannehill, or Jimmy G. Tannebaum!
1: Tannehill. I love Tannehill. Be
0: wrong. Uh, but I'm going to probably go with my Drew Brees guy. Uh, I just like him the best of the bunch. I think he's in for a big game. So uh, Then we'll go to Menchu, Ryan Fitzpatrick, or Baker Mayfield this week.
1: I got to go Baker. He was
0: my start. Baker for sure. Yeah, I'm going to go Baker on this one too. I think he's got the best matchup. Dak, Jameis Winston, or Russell Wilson?
1: This one's hard. Dak, I'm all in that game. Yeah, I like that too. I have Jameis down,
0: but that's tough. I don't know Dak. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna go Dak on, t- on that one too. And then a big one: Ryan Tannehill or Patrick Mahomes.
1: I actually like oh. Tannehill here.
0: Yeah, I'm going Tannehill too. Unfortunately, Broncos
1: no, play the Chiefs tough
0: typically. He had three touchdowns against them last week, last time, but I just don't like the way he's been playing this season. Yeah, I like Tannehill, he's rolling. Yeah, and then we go to Eli Manning or Kyle Murray. I mean, this is this is just stupid. Hey, it's a question that's been out there, so who you got? Well whoever
1: asked that question doesn't deserve
0: to be in the playoffs, so <laughs> Well Kyle Murray's been pretty a good quarterback most of the season, so
1: I'm going Eli Manning. I'm going Eli You're going Eli, too. Eli Manning. I'm going Eli Manning, I'm going Manning.
0: too Eli Manning. I'm going Are Eli too.
1: He's a corpse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm okay. going Eli.
1: Cool. A $1 bet,
0: Nick. Let's go Murray vs. Manning. Murray vs. Manning, $1 bet.
1: I'm going to forget all these, like, debates we had on this for Sunday, but I kind of want to write them down just to, like, see what actually happens. I'm going Kyler Murray all day, dude. I don't even care the (laughs) matchups. Manning's
0: awful. Oh, God. No, we'll see. We'll see. The Dolphins' defense is really that bad. And then we'll go to Drew Brees or uh, Deshaun Watson. I got Watson. That's a big over under game. Taking Drew Brees. Still. Yeah, I'm riding with Watson. And then we have, I guess this one's pretty easy at this point now, but Ryan Tannehill or Ryan Fitzpatrick?
1: Finishing Fatality.
0: Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. Yeah. Tannehill. Fitzpatrick could have a good game, huh? Yeah, he could possibly. I still like Tannehill's upside this week. Yeah, I can And see. now we go to the running backs Joe Mixon or Raheem Mostert? Mostert. Mostert, Moster, yep. Uh, um, what's his name? What's their coach's name? Kyle Shanahan said that he's, like, their guy now. The lead guy. He played well yeah. enough to be their lead guy. And then it's, we go to Patrick Lard, Miami's running back, or oh, Miles Sanders. I feel like that's not how you pronounce Patrick Lard's name. Lard's whatever. Same thing. Different name. Whatever. I'm, going, the, I'm going Miles Sanders just for the opportunity he's going to have, probably. They,
1: I mean, I would like to say that, but... They get away from it so fast. From watching them week to week, they'll, they'll go to him and then kind of get away from him. Boston Scott had a great game, so I don't know. That one, I guess I would probably still go Miles Sanders there, but... If they're close. Yeah, if it, if again, not. whoever asked you that question, who's in that, like, sorry blood, you're not going to win your matchup this week. It
0: could be like a 16-man league guy. You never know. No there are all kinds of leagues that are out there. I've been in a couple of 16-man. They're pretty rough. And then we go to Miles Sanders, Eckler, or Singletary. I got Eckler here. Singletary, Jibs. Um, Eckler. Eckler, okay. Uh, De- Deandre Washington or Phillip Lindsay? Uh, it's kind of not as easy now because Josh Jacobs may play, but if he doesn't play. Sorry, can you say that again? Uh, Deshaun, uh, Deandre Washington or Phillip Lindsay?
1: Isn't Josh Jacobs
0: playing? He's up and down. so he's unsure. Uh, Either you know
1: one.
0: the Rangers playing? They play the ja- Jaguars.
1: Ooh, they're bad against the run. Yeah, Washington
0: if Jacobs is out. Okay. Same. Same. And then Washington, Raheem Mostert, or James White? Pick two. White and Mostert.
1: Yeah. It's the same thing. Like, if he's out, I'm picking Washington over White.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if Washington's sure. in, you guys are going to pick Washington over one of the two. Okay. Yes.
1: Mo- Mostert is a must must start I think
0: yeah what about because Mo- they're going to
1: be playing with a lead too I think they're going to pound the ball well they always pound the ball that's what they do but that's yeah. true I think he's a must start at this point exactly
0: um Mostert or hunt hunt Mostert. oh no hunt depends. yeah hunt, hunt I chose hunt I think
1: like, because these are like flex questions I want like a consistent guy
0: yeah I'm going hunt yeah. but mostard's pretty good though too gotcha yeah, I,
1: can't, I, I don't know. I think they'll probably do similar, like similar lines this week. <laughs> so it's definitely a league. Uh, whatever your scoring depends on too. If it's like a PPR league. I'm definitely high. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with Mostert
0: for sure. Yeah, I'm going Mostert too. What about Mostert or Mac? Uh,
1: I'm going to show some love to the Mac. No, I'm going Mostert still. Yeah, I don't. I don't
0: really know. I don't even know who are the Colts playing.
1: I don't even Saints, really know that. The situation. Saints and their D line is. And our linebacking in court, just got decimated. But, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I might change it. Never mind. I think I'm on the mustard mustard train. All right,
0: mustard train it is. All right, and Where's we're going to go over to the wide receivers now. Uh, Pascal, OBJ, Sterling Shepard, or Debo Samuels? Pick two.
1: Mm, I don't know who Pascal is, so I'm going to go OBJ and Debo. I'm
0: going uh, Shepard and Debo. I'm going OBJ and Debo. Okay. And then we go to Darius Slayton or A.J. Brown? Brown. Slayton.
1: Yeah. I like A.J. Brown. Get off this Giants game. What is wrong?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then A.J. Brown or Debo Samuels? Uh, I like A.J. Brown. Yeah, I like A.J. Brown too in this one. And then we go to... Who's the next one we have here? Uh, Alan Robinson, Zach Pascal, Cole Beasley or... A.J. Brown.
1: Yeah. I'm going back to A.J.
0: Going Beasley. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Steelers are really bad against the slot roll, so I definitely like that pick. All yeah. right. Jibs. Jibs doesn't Chibs. answer the question. We lost him. We lost them. We'll keep going. Um, one more wide receiver here. We have Anthony Miller or Terry McLaurin. I uh,
1: hate to say it, but. You're right about
0: Terry. Yeah, Terry. I have Terry, too, on that one. And then we'll go right into the tight end position to end this all up here. Uh, David and Joku or Darren Waller?
1: I'm actually going in Joku here. I like that matchup. Cardinals worst in the league against the tight ends.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard to go against it, but I'm still going to go with Waller just because it's Oakland's last home game. You didn't know that, Nick? Uh, But Joku is definitely hard to pass up on that. And then we go to uh, Jacob Hollister or Jack Doyle. Uh, Probably going to go Hollister. Yeah, I'll go Hollister too. And then here's a big one here about your Hunter Henry thing. Would you choose any of these guys to start over Henry this week? O.J. Howard, Mike Isecki, or Ian Thomas? Uh, Honestly... Yeah, I think I would take Gusecki. Gusecki? Yeah. I would take Ian Thomas. I
1: would
0: Ian take Oh, There's Jibs. Er, that-
1: Welcome back.
0: Well, well I don't back. know what happened. Ian Thomas I'm going with. If, if I think just Ian Thomas. I think everyone else I would start Henry over, but Ian Thomas I would.
1: I'm, like, really dying on the hill that Hunter Henry is going to do nothing this week, and I know I'm going to randomly check Sunday at, like, I don't know when hello, they play. Hello, but hello, like, at halftime, hello. and i will have, like, 85 yards, two touchdowns
0: at the half. You can then uh, shout it out on Twitter afterwards how uh, <laughs> wrong you were. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll give us one last one here Tyler Higby or Austin Hooper? Go ahead, Higby. Higby all day. Yeah. But that is the end of our questions for the afternoon. Uh, there's a lot there, a lot that we still didn't go over, but we're running out of time today. So uh, we're going to end the show on that. Uh, we thank you guys for listening today. Uh, again, as always, please go check out our website at www.thefantasycoaches.com. Uh, you know, articles will be, uh, articles are up there. Our rankings are up there already. Uh, again, this podcast will be up there, and my Sunday live streams are also up there as well. So, if you guys have any questions, please feel, reach out, feel, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at coaches fantasy. Uh, you can reach out to me at Coach Stephen P. And guys, just let the listeners know where they can reach you guys at Dick Gabriel
1: at take on
0: Twitter yeah so if you guys have any questions uh, we'll be more than happy to answer them for you, help you guys win your championship week because we do that over here constantly so uh, we appreciate you guys for listening tonight and enjoy their semifinals of your playoff games guys hopefully you guys win so uh, take care until uh after Sunday have a great one